Good morning and welcome to St. Patrick's Cathedral for the celebration of the Eucharist on this second Sunday in Ordinary Time. The worship program for this Mass is available for download online at www.stpatrickscathedral.org live. The celebrant for this Mass is His Excellency Peter Byrne, Auxiliary Bishop of the Archdiocese of New York. As we begin this liturgy, we invite you to join in singing our processional hymn, number 721 in the St. Michael hymnal located in the pews. Number 721, Praise to the Lord.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. And with your spirit. Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. ever-living God who govern all things both in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear the pleading of your people and bestow your peace on our times. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first book of Samuel. Samuel was sleeping in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. <clears throat> the Lord called Samuel, who answered, Here I am. Samuel ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. I did not call you, Eli said. Go back to sleep. So he went back to sleep. Again, the Lord called Samuel, who rose and went to Eli. Here I am, he said. You called me. But Eli answered, I didn't call you, my son. Go back to sleep. 
At that time, Samuel was not familiar with the Lord because the Lord had not revealed anything to him as yet. The Lord called Samuel again for the third time. Getting up and going to Eli, he said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli understood that the Lord was calling the youth. So he said to Samuel, Go to sleep, and if you are called, reply, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. When Samuel went to sleep in his place, the Lord came and revealed his presence, calling out as before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant is listening. Samuel grew up, and the Lord was with him, not permitting any word of his to be without effect. The word of the Lord. from the first letter of Paul, St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, 
The body is not for immortality, but for the Lord. And the Lord is with, for the body. God raised the Lord and will also raise us by his power. Do not know what, that your body are members in Christ, but whoever is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Avoid immortality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the immoral person sins against his own body. Do you not know that the body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have found God, and that you are not your own? For you have been purchased at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. The word of the Lord. according to John. John was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he said and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, what are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and you will see. So they went and saw where Jesus was staying and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard Jesus and followed Jesus. He, found, he first found his own brother Simon and told him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. Then he brought him to Jesus. 
Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of the Lord. humbled to be here in the pulpit where Cardinal Dolan usually preaches and before him Cardinal Egan and also the bishop who ordained me, Cardinal O'Connor. As a priest, I really had just two one-on-one -on -one meetings with Cardinal O'Connor. Uh, one of them was because uh, at this point, like more than 30 years ago, I had been involved in what was called at that time Operation Rescue, a manner of peaceful, nonviolent, but um, civil disobedience involving, you know, sitting in front of uh, abortion facilities. Because that I had been arrested, I was facing a choice between 300 hours of community service or three months in jail. So I went to see the Cardinal to get his advice and you know, let him know about the situation. He didn't uh, really tell me what to do, wound up taking the community service. I basically chickened out. Um, but at any rate, uh, when I, in the short conversation I had with him, I realized that he had thought about this whole issue from every different angle. Like he mentioned, Operation Rescue is a strategy, not a principle. It could be evaluated by the, its, own, its effectiveness. So he had thought about this very deeply and obviously prayed about it much. And this being the time frame, 1990, 1991, one of the things that he thought about was founding a religious order of women, which became the Sisters of Life. And that's really his lasting legacy. And it's an important thing because the Sisters of Life are not only a religious community, thank God they are, but also a way of looking at this whole pro-life issue. When it really came onto the public scene in terms of a Supreme Court decision in 1973, notorious Roe versus Wade, it really became, was seen basically as a political issue, a question of passing a constitutional amendment. But as time went on, it became clear that it was deeper than that. Uh, and Cardinal O'Connor, for example, had been very much influenced when he visited the prison camps at Dachau. And he asked himself at that point, how can human beings descend to this level of heartlessness and then he recalled the words of our Lord, this kind of demon can only be driven, at, driven out by prayer and fasting. Thus the Sisters of Life. One of the other things that he uh, associated with the ministry of the Sisters and really the ministry of everyone involved in the pro-life movement is love. 
sincere love, acts of love that are uh, an antidote to heartlessness and the idea that human life can be taken when it's not considered useful. Um, this um, call uh, to be pro-life is one that, for example, the Knights of Columbus have responded to. They are, of course, here present in good numbers, and, it, and they're really is kind of sponsoring this mass. Uh, they have uh, aided uh, crisis pregnancy centers throughout the country and supported the idea of sonograms, which are a very ineffective tool of convincing women about the reality of life in the womb, and it inspires in them a desire to do, to make those sacrifices necessarily necessary to give birth to their children. One of the things we can say about uh, the readings of this Mass is that they connect uh, with the theme of pro-life in the sense that the first reading uh, tells us that God speaks to us, especially when we're silent in his presence, and his call is insistent. That's what happens in the case of Samuel. He doesn't understand quite what's going on at first, but eventually he gets, he was under, given to understand that it's God calling him. And everyone who has involved in any, been involved in any pro-life activity has felt that call at some level, that this is a vocation, this is meant, meant they're meant to be involved in because promoting the cause of life is not just a case of passing laws, uh, it, it, it involves uh, infecting the culture by our witness. The gospel reminds us that the call of God comes from, or is in, it, it comes through our religious leaders. John the Baptist introduces the first apostles to Jesus. The vicars of Christ, the recent ones, you know, especially beginning with uh, Pope John Paul II uh, and Pope Benedict and Pope Francis have all been insisting on the importance of the gospel of life, the term that Pope John Paul uh, invented. Uh, he referred to it like that because the idea that every human life has dignity every human life has a vocation before God is so closely connected to the message of the gospel itself. So the vocation to be pro-life is obviously goes beyond things like public advocacy, education, political involvement are important, but the act of charity, the reaching out to the uh, woman in distress, all those things are essential because the only antidote, like I said before, to heartless and indifference when it comes to human life is love and concern. One of um, my professors as a student in the seminary, Monsignor Smith, always used to say that the pro-life vocation really begins with us, ourselves, our own behavior. That really brings us uh, to the second reading where St. Paul talks about immorality of the body. The first thing that a pro-life uh, person 
has to uh, do is make sure that their own conduct reflects respect for themselves and for human life. Years ago, before I became a priest, I was a religion teacher as a layman in a Catholic high school. And one of the lines that a student wrote uh, remains with me. He said that someone who does not respect the human body will not respect the human life. So the virtue of chastity, which St. Paul emphasizes in that second reading, uh, is one that is essential to really counteract the effects of what's been called the sexual revolution, the idea that sexual relations, interpersonal relations can be separated from love and life. Eventually, that really means, leads to meaninglessness and nihilism. St. Augustine says, no one is unbelieving who, has not, who is not first impure, but that's the beginning of the being of disciple of life. Also, Monsignor Smith said, the witness we have in our immediate circle, uh, being willing to stand up for life, we can't change the whole society by ourselves, but by our own integrity of life and a witness to the people immediately around us, the culture of life begins to uh, you know, grow uh, from that, that circle. So today we acknowledge, uh, I'd like to acknowledge the, the Sisters of Life and what they mean, not only their community, but their whole message that um, uh, toward the pro-life movement and the greater society and also the Knights of Columbus for sponsoring this Mass and for the many acts uh, and efforts to reach out and support pregnant women and pregnancy uh, help centers throughout the country. We always hear at different stages of our life the call of God to be his disciples, including disciples of the gospel of life. So basically, uh, we won't walk away from this Mass responding uh, with, in the way that the psalm tells us to respond. Here I am, Lord. I come to do your will. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us men and for our salvation. He came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, 
the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. God has called each of us by name. In the spirit of that invitation, we present ourselves and our needs to our Father in heaven. For Pope Francis, for our shepherd, Timothy Cardinal Dolan, for all clergy, religious and laity, that they may be holy and effective in their mission to draw all people to Christ, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That the culture of life flourish among all peoples of the world, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For peace among nations and for those suffering the effects of war, especially in Ukraine and in the, in the Holy Land, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the amendment of laws in the United States and in all nations, that there may be legal protection for human life in the womb, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all expectant mothers, especially those feeling isolated, fearful, or abandoned, that all Christians extend to them spiritual, emotional, and material assistance to help them welcome those children into the human community, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For Jane Lopez Ciros and all our beloved dead, that they may enjoy the fullness of eternal life, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Eternal Father, you call each of us by name. Grant, the prayers, grant these prayers through your Son, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Amen.
pray, my brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Grant us, O Lord, we pray, that we may participate worthily in these mysteries. For whenever the memorial of this sacrifice is celebrated, the work of our redemption is accomplished through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, for when your children were scattered afar by sin, through the blood of your Son and the power of the Spirit, you gather them again to yourself, that a people formed as one by the unity of the Trinity made the body of Christ and the temple of the Holy Spirit. Might to the praise of your manifold wisdom be manifested, be manifest as the Church. And so in company with the choirs of angels, we praise you and with joy we proclaim. indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you.
In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. <coughs> The mystery of faith. as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with St. Patrick, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant Francis, our Pope, Dolan, our Bishop, the Order of Bishops, all the clergy and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory. Through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through, through him and with him and in him, O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, 
Oh, glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace.
Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter into thy room, and only say the word in thy
Please join in singing our communion hymn, number 452 in the hymnal, number 452, Be Thou My Vision. invite you to turn then to hymn number 709 in the same hymnal, number 709, Panis Angelicus.
Let us pray. Pour out on us, O Lord, the spirit of your love, and in your kindness make those you have nourished by this one heavenly bread, one in mind and heart, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Mass is ended. Go forth in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks be to God. Please join in singing our recessional hymn, number 776 in the hymnal, The Church's One Foundation. <laughs>